I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Good morning, everybody. Or good afternoon. (laughs) Whatever time it is. Uh, Welcome back to the Katie's podcast. We are, as always, so excited to have you listening. Mm -hmm. Um, We already are so excited for this episode. We have a lot of cool things. Um, And I want to introduce our guest right off the bat. We have somebody very, very special to us. Katie H., who do we have? We have the one and only Mary Hoffman with us today. Hi, you guys. Hi. So good to be here. (laughs) Oh, we're so happy to have you, truly. Mary, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself for our listeners who might not know you? Well, from the beginning, I started um, my life growing up in a Christian home, uh, Catholics. So I'm number six of seven children. Mm-hmm. Catholic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the faith of my parents was very shallow. And we uh, went to church pretty much every Sunday. I remember that from my earliest years, but I did not have a personal relationship with the Lord. And most of my upbringing was very anti-God. Mm-hmm. A lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of just not wanting to be home. I mean, from the time I could walk, we lived in a neighborhood where I could walk to my friend's house at five years old and I walked to school. Wow. And so I was around my peers. My peers and I raised each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have boundaries and uh, made a lot of really bad choices really early in life. And one of those choices was to not be confirmed in the Catholic Church. I told my parents I didn't want to go to church anymore, probably when I was about 13. Yeah, you're young when you get confirmed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I think 13. And then I just, you know, because I had a lot of free time, (laughs) I was not, I didn't like school, so I wasn't academic at all. I didn't think I was smart. Um, You know, what I was being taught in the public school is survival of the fittest. And Mm -hmm. I, when I compared myself to others, I didn't think I was very fit or smart or would survive. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, so sad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, It sounds pretty depressing, but, (laughs) and it was, I mean, I just, you know, was kissing boys and having boyfriends and, you know, my high school years, I was in sports, but wasn't very good at any of them. (laughs) So um, I I decided to play basketball and I did, I actually did pretty well in basketball until I got a boyfriend and then I would show up to practices with hickeys all over my neck and, and my coach would say, well, just don't get pregnant and, oh you know, gosh. things like that, you know. So yeah, I did not have very many positive influences in my yeah. life at all. Then uh, I met Becky Hoffman in in high school. She was in my English class. I started on the college prep track in my freshman year, but second semester dropped into the <laughs> non... The normal track. The, yeah, the, the non... Um, but I had met Becky Hoffman my freshman year in high school, and she was the cute, pretty, outgoing, mm-hmm. sweet person who I thought would never want to, you know, give yeah. me the time of day. You know, she went her track, which was very positive and loved the Lord throughout high school, and I went the other direction. Mm-hmm. But then, by the grace of God, again, my boyfriend, it was the worst and best day of my life. My boyfriend broke up with me mm-hmm. um, when I was 19, 
And I thought, I can't go on. Right. You know, he, Yes. I thought, you know what? Life is over for me. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much is what I gets. thought. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and instead, I got a job at a place called Best Products in La Mesa. I was selling sporting goods at first, and then I was hired seasonal, and then they moved me into the jewelry department, and Becky Hoffman was in the jewelry department. Oh, crazy. <laughs> I know. And so... Crazy as in yeah, God crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she just reached out to me and loved me where I was at, and wow invited me to church. And so Becky Hoffman is my sister-in-law now, <laughs> but, um, How cool. I know. Yeah. I never knew that part of the story. That's really cool. Yeah. So she brought me to church. Her father was a Lutheran pastor. So Lutheran, very similar to Catholic with mm-hmm. the liturgy and, mm-hmm. um, but God's presence was there and his power. And I would go and sing hymns and cry <laughs> through the yeah. service and, you wow. know, just, um, but I was very se- skeptical. These people were super nice and kind, and but I didn't know whether I was going to trust the Lord or not for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a while to figure it out. And the enemy was in there as well. You know, just boyfriends came along and people, you know, mm-hmm. guys I didn't think would ever ask me out started asking me out. Mm-hmm. Guys <laughs> whose fathers owned BMW dealerships. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I could have this, oh, you no, know. This yeah. is as good as it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then my old boyfriend came back. Okay. And wanted to get back together. And we did for a short time. And then I knew I'm like, I... God has better for me. Actually, the mm-hmm. youth pastor started asking me out. <laughs> and and uh, here we are. And he, and he was super kind, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he treated me well. And uh-huh. um, and I thought, okay, yeah, God, you've given me a vision for something better than wow. what my old boyfriend was. And I was mm-hmm. able to, you know, it was there was a strong soul tie there yeah. that I had to just tell him, I don't know why, but I just know that I'm not supposed to be with you. Right. Yeah. That's hard. That's incredibly hard. Yeah. That takes a lot of um, dying to your own flesh. (laughs) Right. I would assume. Yes. So then Becky, again, we were at a ski retreat, I think, and she just challenged me, you need to start reading the Bible. And um, so she said, start with the Gospel of John, which I know I've heard other people say that's like the worst book to start with. (laughs) (laughs) The least literal gospel. (laughs) But um, but I started there and did not put my Bible down and pretty much read through the Bible in a year. And um, and then was engaged to a pastor, you know, (laughs) uh, and married a pastor pretty much a year and a half after that. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. And I think that that um, brings us exactly to what we're talking about today because we brought Marianne because she is truly a woman of character and she is well-read in the Bible and she knows our Lord through the Bible. And so we are going to be talking about biblical literacy today and Mm -hmm. just being uh, rooted in God's word. And I know that we are so excited to 
have this conversation with her. We yes. really are. This has been a popularly requested topic as yes. well. And I think it's one that people get hung up on for a lot of different reasons. And so we're going to kind of try to take it from every angle today. And first, I would love to discuss, and Mary, if you have any thoughts on this, why? Why do we need to study the Bible? Is there like a precedent biblically or otherwise that makes this necessary in the lives of believers? So the scripture that struck me in this is John 15, 5. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And then Psalm 5, 3, in the morning, Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will present my prayer to you and be on the watch. So both prayer and Bible study, mm -hmm. I do believe, are necessary every day, Yeah. right? Um, God says to pray without ceasing. And um, that's, you know, when I read his word, I'm going to be in prayer. Lord, what do you want to say to me today? Mm -hmm. How do you want to speak to me? So the precedent is that God calls us to renew our minds according to his word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that was so important for me. You know, I had lived um, pretty much 21 years with worldly thoughts and ways. Right. And um, so my reactions to situations, to um, frustrations, to, you know, just who, my identity um, had to totally be renewed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what you said specifically about prayer and like the idea yeah. of prayer alongside Bible study as the act of renewing your mind, the act of inviting the Lord into your patterns of thinking and all of that, like asking him to speak to you through it is part that I think we miss a lot, right? Yeah. That we think of it as a, a laundry list of things we have to do as far as like, I have to read the word in this like academic yeah. way, you know, for the study in this <laughs> specific manner. But the, the importance of it and the value of it is the, is the renewal. It's, it's the life in it. It's not just the, yeah. the words themselves. Right. Absolutely. I think sometimes we can view, um, our devotions or reading the Bible as almost like, you know, when your mom has you do like the summer reading plans where it's like you get to put a sticker <laughs> in for elementary every book school you read. it's like your, your reading logs of like <laughs> exactly. five minutes a day and or whatever. I think sometimes we can approach Bible study like that like I've you know I've read five chapters today here's my gold star yeah and I also love what you said about being in prayer while reading your Bible because that is communion with the Lord mm -hmm. that's not a reading plan right. <laughs> that is actively seeking out the heart of God and getting to commune with him. And I think that that is like what you're saying. Mm -hmm. That's what we often miss in and the so midst of Maybe that. practically, if somebody's never heard that idea before, what does that look like for you, Mary, when you read your Bible? Like, what does that prayer life look like? Yeah, I mean, I definitely do better with structure. Yeah. I mean, I think what your parents did yeah. for you was really helpful yeah. to, yeah. to yeah. have a plan. And, okay, you get a sticker at the end of <laughs> yes. doing it yeah. or an ice cream or whatever. Like you know, yeah, something absolutely. to the habit, right? I mean, the God to, says, taste and see the Lord is good. So, yeah. yes. I mean, so my structure is, you know, I, I do want to, come to the Lord early in the morning. Mm -hmm. So um, it's going to be one of the first things I do. And um, I found uh, Gina Hoffman actually encouraged me to get Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest. And so I start there because I want to be inspired by people who have gone before. Yeah. Um, I'm a historian at heart. I love yes. history and church history. And that's so reading about 
people of faith in the past who have had success in their life yeah. mm-hmm. um, is a big part of what I do. And then, uh, and then I have a Bible that breaks down God's word into Old Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, New Testament every day. Wow. That's yeah. That's really cool. Get a little taste of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then when you're like praying throughout your study, what does that look like? Like, what are you asking God for in those moments? I say, Lord, uh, speak to me through your word and give me give me something today that I can apply to my life yeah. mm-hmm. or something that I can give away to others. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's the goal, to be equipped, to um, renew my mind, right. to, um, to accept that his word is good and perfect and what I need for the day. Um, just a side note, I, when I was praying about, you know, just coming and sharing with you guys today, I thought, you know, what, what are the things that I want in my life? What do I want my life to look like? Right. So, um, you know, there are three things that I think of that I want every day. I want something good. I want something true. And I want something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm praying. Lord, help me to see the truth of your word. Help me to see the goodness for my life and for others and um, help me to see the beauty of your word today. I love that. I love that. And it's, it's so simple. Like it's not overwhelming to think that way, but it's, it's profound. Like really, truly, I think if I'm, you know, thinking even for myself, like if I really had that frame of mind every day, (laughs) what would my life look like? Right. If I really was laying myself open before the Lord like that on a regular basis, I think it would change a lot. Yeah. yeah. I've also been encouraged lately. I don't remember where I heard it or was challenged by it, but it's like your your imagination can be used for anything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. instead of instead of using your imagination to think of the negative things mm-hmm. or dwell on the negative, I'm gonna try to find the beauty and I'm gonna right. you know, just use God's word to yeah to uh, bring that beauty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that. And last night in my home group, we were talking about the passage of scripture in Revelation where God is talking to the um, the church of Ephesus and he's saying like, you've, you've left your first love. And um, so we were talking about what does that practically look like? And so he was having us all talk about what it was like when we first devoted our lives to Christ. What was that first love like? And I've always been very like connected to um, nature as a way Mm -hmm. of like feeling God's presence. And I know I've talked about that on here before, Um, but I think I have had to, as I continue in my walk, return to that place often Mm -hmm. because that is that beauty speaks to my heart in a way that um, God has used so much. And I think of it kind of in the same line of really genuinely looking for that beauty and that goodness and that truth and actually, you know, having the eyes to see that. Mm -hmm. And I think also seeing beauty in things and attributing it to God and being like, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like that was a good thing. And things maybe that aren't super spiritual, like, oh, that was a good worship service. Thank you, Jesus. But seeing things that are simple and plain, but that speaks to your heart in some type of way and attributing that to the Lord. And I I think of that kind of in that same vein of like looking for things in your Bible study 
in your time in the word and being like, that is beautiful and that is good and that is true. And I really love, I really love that way of approaching it. Yeah. I think we've used a couple different terms here when we're talking about maybe the same thing, maybe different things, but uh, Mary, what do you think? Is there a difference between Bible study and devotions? Yes. So uh, I go to a Bible study on Friday mornings called Refresh at Foothills Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been able to go there after, well, I stopped teaching junior high about God three years you. ago. <laughs> yeah, about three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I just was involved in the schools all yeah. through my kids growing up and then wanting to help them get through college. And so I, you know, I did some Bible studies when my kids were young and growing up, but to really have a set aside time every week um, has been really fun for me yeah. Like yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, to study and like apply your mind to those things right. in a way that's like, yeah, a little bit more like intellectual. Yeah. So it's, it's so like, cool. yeah, um, taking a book of the Bible like Esther and, you know, breaking it down in eight weeks or yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. So Definitely it's, you know, it's just, okay, God, I want to, I want to know more about you. So I'm going to invest this time. I think before I was involved in Refresh, what I did was I would take the messages and I still do this. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'll take notes during messages and then I'll go back during the week and um, go more in depth or, you know, they always throw out five scriptures that I don't really get into. And (laughs) yeah, yeah. so take the time to really like mm -hmm. study and pick those things apart. Right. Cool. Yeah. So definitely, um, that would be Bible study in my mind. And then devotions are, you know, the everyday, Lord, help me to see what you want for me mm-hmm. today through your word. Yeah. The yeah. renewal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think like in the root of what devotions are, it is devoting your heart in that time to his word. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I love that that is separate because there's even more richness to, all right, there's this scholarly part of it and there's this intellectual part of it. But then there's also this part where I just get to have my soul refreshed Mm -hmm. by the word of God. And so I think that that's maybe where people get burnt out too, is like, it Mm -hmm. has to be so intellectual and it has to be all of these things. And it can be, you can have that and you should have that. Yeah. But also, you can just be refreshed by the word of God and that is honoring to him. Right. And I think I've been thinking about this a lot because I think there's different seasons of life where you have different capacities for mm-hmm. different things. Yeah. And uh, I, I think we've brought this up already a little bit, but the importance is the consistency, right? It's the it's the, the devotion on a regular basis to those things. But uh, I was really overwhelmed <laughs> with a newborn mm-hmm. trying to balance all of that just really recently. And I was so encouraged because someone I really respect and look up to was encouraging me by saying like, God, God has compassion for where you are. Like he doesn't uh, leading up to that season of my life, my husband and I had been in this like really new, awesome pattern for us of, we would wake up every day at the same time. We would study, like we would have our separate studies and then we would come together and we would pray. And it was just this really fruitful. I had so much time. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It was really fruitful. It was really intellectual and, you know, heart changing and loved it. It was so refreshing. And then a newborn's in the picture and you never wake up at the same time every day and you've slept for three hours and like, you just don't have the capacity to do th- to do that. And I was feeling really kind of ashamed and frustrated and always kind of like, like I wasn't meeting the mark. And mm. the person that was saying that encouraged me, like God has compassion for where you are. And that is 
like not going to return void those seeds that were planted in that season. But right now, all that matters is that you are like, we've been saying, feeding yourself the truth on a daily basis. And sometimes it looks like all I have time to do is to listen to the audio Bible while I'm doing dishes or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't always look the same, but having that compassion and not seeing it as a chore, as like a, you know, law based thing that I'm required to do, but seeing it as a refreshing time that I get to enjoy and be filled by the spirit of God. Like it, it's changed it a lot for me, but I also look forward to the time when I'm able to study again and how, like, I love that aspect as well. So there's seasons, there's give and take, right? Yes. And that's, you know, I was thinking about the benefits of media, you know, Mm -hmm. in our lives now today. So, you know, I listen to podcasts when Mm -hmm. I'm doing the dishes, like you said, or I, you know, you can, exactly. So there's so many opportunities, um, and ways, you know, that Mm -hmm. we didn't have in the past. So yeah, Yeah. it makes it a lot more accessible. Yeah. And I think that that kind of leads into, um, what are some barriers that keep us from studying the word and what makes me think of that in context of the conversation we're just having is you know I think there are a lot of people who have a hard time sitting down and reading and comprehending what they're reading Mm -hmm. like just genuinely there are learning style differences and stuff like that Yeah, or it's just brand new and it seems so massive which like it is I think all of us kind of have this benefit of long like walks with God at this point relatively and it can be hard to remember, like starting fresh with no understanding. You have compassion for that. Yeah. Right. But that's so overwhelming. I can't even imagine starting from ground zero. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, because I didn't have that discipline in my life, I didn't have any discipline yeah. really yeah. to speak yeah. of. It was definitely a process for me and not listening to the lies of the enemy that I wasn't smart enough right. to understand or, you know, I wasn't ever going to be disciplined enough to Mm -hmm. actually structure my time. When Dave and I first got married, I was in school full-time, working part-time because I thought I was going to be a public school teacher. And I graduated and didn't become a teacher So uh, because I wanted to have kids. So Dave's like, we're going to have two really quick if we're going to have kids. And so we had two in 17 months. and, uh, And then... Michelle was a surprise uh, about what 28 a good months. Surprise. I know, exactly. <laughs> a wonderful surprise. So I had three kids within four years. So, you know, and I didn't have much structure to speak of because I've never had to do that. And right. I had been running away from home most of my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> there's nothing like babies and little kids yeah. to steal yeah. any semblance I, of structure. Right. So, you know, and so I'm home most of the time now and you know, looking around and trying to figure out how to cook and clean and all that on top yeah. of it all. Learning so, it all fresh. Exactly. So I I did spend way too many years just feeling frustrated yeah. about this aspect of my yeah. my walk with the Lord. And but thank the Lord I had a husband who, you know, I I was gonna be in church every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't have an out. Yeah. <laughs> no option. And truly, I mean, when I look at my spiritual growth, it really follows along, you know, just raising my kids. Wow. And um, cool. so I was involved in nursery ministry and then, you know, y- young children ministry mm-hmm. and 
um, went to every camp. We used to have, I think it was first through fifth grade Mm -hmm. camp. Mm -hmm. So I was bringing Minnie and Michelle with me to Andy's camp. And, um, you know, God just really worked as I raised them. God uses your kids in so many ways, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I got older and my time got freer. Um, I just was encouraged, uh, you know, by Mark and Dave's books have been amazing, you yeah. know, help too. I mean, every time they came out with something, I would read it. And, <laughs> yeah. 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 We, and, should, we should link some of those in the show notes yeah, for you guys absolutely. too, because they're, if you haven't had the opportunity to read some of these books, specifically like Prayer Will Change Your World and, yes. uh, you know, Unlocking, Unlocking the Kingdom. Kingdom, like those specifically have really been foundational for me as well. Yeah. I mean, they're just so practical. Yeah, really And practical. Um, I was going over the notes for today with Dave last night. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he just reminded me that's, you know, his encouragement is to have a time and place that you yeah. go to yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, I know it doesn't work with young kids. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you can um, still be creative. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not the place. It's not the time. It's, it's the space. Like it's that secret place with the Lord, which... Mm-hmm. We've heard preached about so much in yeah. our church, and I'm so thankful because it's been so foundational. But it's it's that secret place in your soul, like mm-hmm. with God, that you have that you commune with Him. Yes. So, and just uh, as I think about it, you know, what you're doing is cultivating a relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, any relationship is going to take time and effort, right? Yeah. So, for me, I was painfully shy, you know, growing up. And I did not, I didn't feel comfortable talking to people or being around people. I'm very introverted mm-hmm. by by nature, um, just my natural self. Yeah. And you wouldn't know that now because <laughs> God's done a lot of healing, yes, right? Yeah, and absolutely. I enjoy people and I enjoy sharing my life with others. And it came through healing, you know, through God's spirit. One of the challenges I had was God said to me, how can you say you love me if you don't love your brother or your sister, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I did have to learn to love others and like to be around others yeah, yeah. and to feel safe and to know God is going to protect me in relationships that I don't have to be afraid of opening up to, you know, and to have wisdom in who I open up to too. But, right. um, but I think that's, you know, just learning how to do relationship. It's like, and then, you know, I didn't have a safe relationship with my father, um, my earthly father. So I had trouble. There was a lot of healing that had to happen yeah. to see my heavenly father mm-hmm. as somebody I wanted to have a relationship with. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that was safe. I, I want to take a few steps back. And something you said at the very beginning of this conversation was the idea that the enemy was like lying to you and telling you that you wouldn't be smart enough, that it's not something you could understand. And I think a very real barrier that we like to discount is the fact that we have an enemy. Like we have an enemy who wants to lie to us and to steal from us and to kill us and destroy us. And one of the ways he does that is by convincing us in every roundabout way, however you're vulnerable, that the word of God is not somewhere you want to be, that it's not something that's worth like having in your life. And so I would just challenge you that, you know, listener, (laughs) maybe it's not just your insecurities or your way of thinking. Maybe there's an enemy that's lying to you and telling you that this is something that's not for you. And it absolutely is for you. It's for everyone always. This is his word and it's eternal and it's useful and profitable in any season of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that 
there are a lot of things that we can say are seasonal or for some people but not others mm-hmm. or subjective or all these things and this is not one this of is those not one things. Of them. Yeah. Um, There's being, no gray area here. Exactly. There isn't a gray area. We are called to be devoted to God's word and um, I've always thought about having having God's word written on your heart mm-hmm. and then you know we were talking in our episode about the power of the tongue, how we speak out of the overflow of our heart. Right. And when we have God's word written in our innermost being. Yeah, talk about goodness and beauty and yes. truth, right? Like that's the overflow. Exactly. And then that is going to be what marks our life. But um, yeah, I do want to kind of jump on to what you're saying. And that is God has not created a single person on this earth who was not meant to understand his word. And I think that Um, I know a lot of people who are like, I'm just so confused. Like I open the Bible and I'm confused or I, I don't know where to start reading or it doesn't make sense. And that is what we have that community for. Like Mary's saying, you reach, you have this group of people that you get to share your life with. And those are the people that are going to help you understand because just like we weren't meant to do life without God's word, we weren't meant to do life without other believers. Yeah. And so those things aren't mutually exclusive. Like mm-hmm. we get to experience the fruit of both of those things together. And so I would just encourage you, if it does feel too big, if it does feel too confusing, reach out to the people in your life. Yeah. I I love what you're saying. And it's important to recognize that there isn't shame involved yes. in this. And sometimes on the other side of things, we get so overwhelmed, like I was saying before, with all the ways it should look mm-hmm. and comparing to like what we see on social media or how other people seem and appear to be so in love with and have so much ease in their understanding of the word of God. And it's not a, it is, there's discipline involved, but it's not meant to be a burden. It's not meant to be something that adds this heavy weight to your life. Like it is a, it is a tool and it is life and it is water. Like it is all of these things. It's the bread of life, right? Yeah. That God has given us to sustain us. And so it's really important and helpful, I think, for a lot of believers, especially those that have grown up in the church and heard over and over, you need to be reading the Bible, like blah, 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 yeah. to purposefully ask the Lord to reframe that in your mind as yeah. bread, as life, as a gift, like as something that is to be enjoyed and not to be suffered through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the scripture that comes to my mind is without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. So some of this is walking by faith. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. going to, by faith, set a time and a place to go to the Lord every day yeah. and mm-hmm. to open his word and to ask him to speak to me through his word. Yes. And that that's so true. Honors the faith element. Yeah. 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 That is taking that leap and saying, you know, I am giving my time in this season where it's hard, you mm-hmm. know, or in this season where I'm not understanding or whatever it right. is. And, and I trust you to be exactly. the one who brings the fruit. Like I'm yes. not going to make myself something by yeah. reading your word. You're going to change me when I am in your presence. Like that's, that's the shift I think. Yeah, absolutely. And there's blessing. Like you're saying that comes when we are walking in that faithfulness to the Lord yeah. and just trusting him. Like you are going to make something out of this. And the other thing is you want to be a useful instrument in God's hands Mm -hmm. for good good desire. (laughs) And, and so you need to put yourself out there as, you know, I'm going to get involved in ministry and getting involved in nursery ministry or, you know, toddler ministry or, you know, kid ministry, whatever it is. And 
And you will learn, like I learned with my kids, yeah. you know, as they progressed, I progressed in my faith and wanted more. Right. That's so good. As as you have those new capacities, right? Like your dependence grows. Like yes. Your, your need and your dependence for God yes. only grows with the more that you put yourself out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's Absolutely. huge. So I think this leads really well into another question that we had, which is what are some tools that exist that can help us? study the word of God that can help us create a devotional life. And I think we can get really practical here, mm-hmm. like really nuts and boltsy with it. But how can someone who struggles with this learn to love it? And, you know, how can we help ourselves? We live in the 21st century. we got so many options. Mm-hmm. Right. So one of the challenges I have is I do love to read. So I have to limit myself in what I read because I, I want to be a learner, but the the Bible tells us to be careful of being somebody who's always learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to be practical in, you know, I, I'm going to limit my reading. I'm going to limit my intake. Um, I, I am a person who loves like historical fiction though, mm-hmm. or, you know, stories that bring, <laughs> that bring, um, God's word to life and inspire me by examples of yeah. others who Let's were walking by faith. So there are seasons, you know, right. I, but truly I, I'm very careful about what I read now and what I listen to because there are so many options now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can listen to a hundred podcasts a week. Yes, I honestly, I, so and one of my strengths is input in learning. If you know the strength finders, uh-huh. you know, yeah. input in learning is two of my highest ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, That's a great outlet for you then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to make sure that I'm in God's word every day. I'm going to read Oswald Chambers because I get a lot out of that. That's Mm -hmm. a really great resource. If you haven't read My Utmost for His Highest or gone through it, it's it's an excellent place to start. Yeah. And I can do those two things in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's quick. Mm -hmm. Bite size. (laughs) He wrote it for like college students, I believe, right? Isn't that... I think it actually was written by his wife who took his... His sermons, his but then sermons. condensed it. Yeah. It was meant to be for like young adults, mm-hmm. I think oh, okay. was the... I think so. I think, yeah. So we can he, was training, yeah. he was training. <laughs> yeah, I'll do some research and cut this out yeah. if it's all yeah. fake. <laughs> he was training um, missionaries, I'm pretty sure. So the messages were geared toward that. Missions, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So uh, Mark and Dave's books, again. Yeah. Great. I, you know, I love... They've brought in some really good speakers. So I, uh, I love Charles Simpson's books. He's mm-hmm. written a couple of them. Yeah. Um, He's a treasure yeah. to the church. Yeah. Uh, you can get Elizabeth Elliot on podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever. I haven't listened, listened to, no, to, but that's a great, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, do you have any that have been helpful for you? I know we talked about this a little bit in our recommendations yeah. episode. I, um, Honestly, like finding good resources has always been a little bit difficult for me because I do, when I am in devotion or Bible study, I don't love like commentaries (laughs) because a lot of the time I was finding like, I just feel like I... I don't know, like this isn't benefiting me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's been this journey of trying to find some good things. Mm -hmm. But I think that finding things that are very scripture based in the sense that it has you read scripture and then make deductions based off of that has Mm -hmm. been 
wonderful because I'm not getting caught up or confused or distracted in the words of any author. It's just an aid to God's word. And so finding things that are like that, um, but also having my heart in a right posture, I think throughout the day is so important for me. Like spending time in worship and using and talking about the things that I learn in my times of devotion is huge for me. Mm-hmm. I can be like passionate about something in my heart and then I'll have a conversation about it and I'm like 10 times more passionate about it. And that's why this setting is so cool for me because, you know, I get to think about these things and then we get to discuss it and it just like solidifies those concepts. So I think that that's something really practical for me is like talk to the people in your life about what you're learning. Like they want to know if somebody came up to me and was like, Hey, do you want to know what I'm learning about in my devotions? I'd be like, absolutely. Like I would love to know that. And so, um, I think not underestimating the people in your life in that respect. Mm -hmm. Something that's really cool about what both of you have said so far. And what I was even thinking about in my response to this is that God has made us also different. Like he's made us also unique and there is room to commune with him in the ways that we're like made. Yeah. You know, I love that there's room to be intellectual and to, you know, read resources that are really like heady and deep. Like my husband loves to read really crazy (laughs) stuff (laughs) as like a supplement to his like Bible reading, like the Pentateuch is narrative and like all these crazy things. I'm like, he's like, do you want to read this with me? And I'm like, sure. Like, no, not really. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, like communing, like reading your Bible outside in nature. Like there's just all these different ways that we connect. And I think it's so cool that he made us that way and that he like can meet us all where we are Uh, some really like practical tools. I know we've talked about daily grace co before their studies have meant a lot to me, but I've gone through probably 20 of their studies at this point. And, um, they're the perfect mix for me of structure and like depth, but also they leave room for me to like go on tangents on my own, (laughs) which I really like to do. And I also have really benefited from Blue Letter Bible just as a resource. Uh, I love like language and biblical language and like breaking down, you know, the Greek and the syntax and everything. And I'm not an expert or a seminarian by any (laughs) regard, but it's something that I love to learn about. And uh, there's, there's so many resources. There's a wealth of resources and something that I would encourage any listener to do. Uh, The resources Mary was talking about are like specific to our like little bubble that we live in, they're applicable to everyone. But you probably, if you have a pastor, if you have a church that you're involved in and committed to, there's leadership there that would love to give you resources and information and ask, like ask, see what's out there, see what they would say. People that know you and love you or people that you respect and are under their authority, like ask. Mm -hmm. They would, I, I bet any, I guarantee any Mm -hmm. Bible believing pastor anywhere would be thrilled if their congregation came to them and said, like, what should I study next? You know, right. mm-hmm. they would just be overjoyed, I think. Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Last thing that we really have time for in this conversation, because it's just flown by, really. But I would love to hear Mary from you. And then also maybe we can add some yeah. things into. But what fruit have you seen in your life specifically from being faithful in your study of the Bible? I think I've touched on a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, the absence of fear. Amen. Yeah. That. I know that if God's for me, who can be against me? That I can go into every day knowing that I get to expect God to move on my behalf. Yeah. 
And <laughs> what um, a shift, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so whatever I face during the day, you know, it's it's not daunting. It's not fearful. I can walk out my front door. I can get out of bed without mm-hmm. being afraid, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I relate, like I said, I was doing... Um, uh, Heinz feet on high places. So much afraid I can relate to her on so many <laughs> levels. But that's the progression. I love that book because it it's a picture of learning to trust and obey God's word. And the fruit of that is is that you're then equipped to help others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, there's an outflow then yes, <laughs> of those things. Exactly. So and there's not a stinginess. Like I, I used to be afraid to be a giver. Yeah. I used to be really stingy with the way I, you know, not wanting to speak to people or not feeling confident that I had something to say. And now I, I do, I, I know that there's a reservoir. I think Linda said that in a message I heard recently, you know, you build up a reservoir of just God's word is life. And, um, I, I know that he, has abundant life for me and for others. And I have confidence that mm-hmm. as I, you know, reach out that God's going to, that is, I'm willing to speak up. And I, you know, if I'm wanting the good and the true and the beautiful, I can give that to others and and inspire them to see it too. Absolutely. That's, I mean, what you're saying about having like a reservoir, that's part of why we've asked you here today is yeah. having a, that deep well of God's word that you have studied throughout your life, but also just, testimony of his faithfulness and you can see his hand in your life and draw from that. Like it's so encouraging. It's so important as believers to, to share that with others, but also to like receive it from other believers when they're sharing those things with you. It's so encouraging. I think that the benefit I've seen is I in general and as kind of a rule, I'm naturally like decently good with my words and I like intellectual things. I like intellectual conversation. I like being eloquent. And I think that when I'm not rooted in scripture, Mm -hmm. that is, it suffers a lot. Mm -hmm. And I say things and I'm like, why did I say that? Or like, what am I doing? Or maybe I don't even feel that way, but then it stands in contrast to when I am rooted in scripture. And I feel this I'm operating out of the Holy Spirit and I'm mm-hmm. operating out of that reservoir and out of that overflow of I'm I'm like I'm well fed and well watered like I yes. don't have to I'm not grasping for words and that's also been something that I've had to learn in my Christian walk is God doesn't need me to always be eloquent and well put together and intellectual right. sounding all the time like that's yeah. not something he requires of me right but when I am rooted in scripture, that is how he uses me. You know what I mean? That is how I get to operate. And that's something that I love. And I love getting to offer to the Lord Mm -hmm. or get to bring to the body and that kind of thing. So I think that is the fruit that I've seen is I get to operate in my giftings fully and Mm -hmm. not feel like I'm having to scrape it out of myself, but feeling like I am just operating out of an overflow. Ministry is, comes more naturally. Like the Lord gives me words and visions and all of that stuff when I, because I have a basis for it, because I have a framework when I'm not, 
in the Bible regularly, I don't have a framework for those things and yeah. I don't get to experience that part of his spirit. Absolutely. And so I think at least for me, that's been, that's been my experience, but I would love to hear yours as well. Katie. Yeah. You said well-watered and well-fed. And I think mm-hmm. that is, that is the crux of yeah. the benefit of being in the word of God. Yeah. There's no other way to be well-watered or well-fed. Like the fruit is going to be whatever you're pouring in. Yeah. And so I think in all different areas of my life, I can see where there's been times when I am not well-watered and well-fed and the outflow is bitter and ugly. And the times that I've been well-fed, it has only made me more compassionate. It has only made me more patient. It has only made me a better wife. It has only made me a better friend. Uh, It's only made me more discerning. It's only made me more confident. Like those things come from being well-watered and well-fed and when I am in the word of God and also just like practically I've been raised with and chosen for myself to like continue in being like around the word of God all the time. And that has led to like, I'm not, I'm not easily swayed. Like I'm not, I'm not lacking confidence. I'm not convinced of things that are not true very easily at all. And it's made me like critical of what I feed myself and what I take in and Obviously, there have been times in my life where that hasn't been true. But in general, I think it has established me really well. Like it has planted me really well. And I'm so grateful to my parents for that. And I'm also so excited to offer that to my children, you know. So the well-watered, well-fed, that summarizes everything that we've been saying today. I really loved when you said that. So Mary, thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with? Just so thankful for being having the opportunity to share with you all today and read your word. Yeah. Yeah. We are so grateful for you. Thank you, right. truly. Okay. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you for tuning in on another episode. We wanted to close out the way that we always close out and that's saying um, we are accessible and we want to be a resource to you and we want to know about your lives and all of that good stuff. So we have an email. You can reach us at the Katie's podcast at gmail.com or you can reach us via Instagram at the Katie's podcast. We also have a Patreon if you want to support us. Um, we'll have that linked as well as some of the resources we've talked about today in the show notes. Um, but we can't wait to talk to you again next week. Yeah. Until next time. We'll see you guys soon. Until next time. Bye.